If you can't take the heat, get out of my kitchen. What are you doing in my kitchen? Who let you in here? This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions. questions. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. And this week, David? Yeah. You know what we got? What do we got? It's more icebreakers. Oh, I was really hoping for my money was on two turntables and a microphone. Uh, we can get that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll order it. Sweet. I'll I'll order it on Seamless. You can do that now. And boop! There is a drone on the way. The drone is carrying two turntables and a microphone. Can I read to you the text I just generated? Mm. Uh, if you have to. Wait, don't, don't finish! Don't read the entire thing! You'll summon the demons! Well, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is now possessed. And not even our two turntables and a microphone drone can do anything about it. Read to me these icebreakers, mortal! Oh, jeez. If they are not as good as you say, I shall eviscerate you. Uh, my organs. Yeah. I like those for living. Oh, I like them for eating. David. There is no David. Oh, okay. I mean, there is inside deep, screaming, clawing at me. The entity formerly known as David. Hmm? Yeah, sure, I'll take that. What What does your symbol look like? Is it like the prince symbol, but with, you know, more jaggedy edges? Imagine an eye. Okay. Now imagine... A penis. And it's like kind of the same thing. Now imagine an arrow. Okay. Going like a kebab. Like a penis eye kebab? Yeah. Alternating. And that is pronounced the entity formerly known as David. Sure, sure. Okay. I think I can get down with that. Hello, everybody. Tip your server. So, as our listeners will remember from last week... Uh, we have a round of icebreakers sent to us by Duo Yang what? of High Stakes Testing. Not that name. Yes, the very same. Do not ask me those questions. Well, I have to. We are contractually obligated to ask any question that somebody writes in. Oh, he's right. And you can, of course, find uh, Duo on the internet over at infinitestakes.tumblr.com. Ah, that name! Infinite stakes. Ah! Dot tumbler, ah! dot com. Ah! Thanks, David. You're welcome. <sighs> I, I wasn't actually trying to exercise the demon. I was just yeah. plugging Duo's website, but uh, you know, you're welcome. I don't know if Duo ever told you he's a he's a knight templar. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That is a good person to uh, to have as a friend. His very name turns away the uh, the unholy and the unclean. Nice. Well, good job. Thank you, Duo. So, David. Yes, David. How would you like to be portrayed in 20 Questions Tuesday fan fiction? So, do we think, first of all... Uh, Hold on. Okay. The sun sets slowly, casting burnished light over the plate of glistening, frosty eclairs David Reinstrom had made. His noble, hairless chest reflected the rays of the setting sun in all of its rippling muscular glory. His very sinews could be seen from space. His enormous triangular chest 
heaving <laughs> with the effort of holding up a ra- an extra- the heaviest tray of eclairs in the world as he stood in the surf. And there, at his feet, stood Dave Brunel Brutman, <laughs> sniffling and green like a goblin. <laughs> and Dave said unto David, Ugh, Can I have an eclair? And David looked at him nobly and said, Okay, but just one. That was the most beautiful fanfic that I have ever encountered. And then they fucked. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> What's yours? Yeah, I'd just like to be portrayed as a horse with glasses. Everything else is yeah, just Yeah, everything normal, else is completely normal and the same about me, but sure. uh, in this fanfic, I'm a horse. Sure. So uh, get on that, people. Send us your 20 Questions Tuesday fanfic. I would love that. I would love that so much. If you send us 20 Questions Tuesday fanfic, we will read it on the podcast, no matter what it is. We are obligated. There's no way around it. Deep down, sure. I know I'm making a mistake by saying this, but I have to say it. That's the laws of magic, man. If someone sends you a Tumblr question... You have to read it on your podcast. We are honor-bound. It's like stepping in a fairy circle. Icebreaker, the second for this episode. How much money would we have to donate to the charity of your choice in order for you to drown a six-year-old with your bare hands, David? Jesus Christ. (laughs) What a hideous What is is the dollar amount? Do I get to resuscitate the child Nope, that afterwards? kid is dead. There's... There... I mean, you can try is to resuscitate that... the child, but it won't work. Oh. Oh. Is it a dickish child? Uh, you know... It, is it the Antichrist? No, it's a regular child. He can be a little bit of a nope. dick. There's no dollar amount. I'm not going to kill a child with my bare hands. I am going to say it would have to be, um, like, it would have to be enough that whatever problem the charity is set up to solve would be completely solved. You know? Like, I don't know if there is any realistic dollar amount. Like, any, any realistic amount of money that you could throw at a problem and it would just be solved. Sure. So, but I guess if the question were, would you drown a child if it cured all cancers? Uh, yeah, I, I think I would have to. Forever. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I kind of, I wouldn't like it. I, I wouldn't be having no. a fun time. Anyway, that's my answer. I feel all grimy. Yep. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is it for this round of icebreakers. So I'm glad that they have left you feeling grimy and disgusting. Thanks, Duo! Thanks, Duo! Send us more. Those were great. What have you been up to? What is going on in your life? I have been extremely efficient lately with the help of this uh, this little program called Habit RPG. I don't know if we've talked about this before. No, we haven't. Since, like, the beginning of February, end of January, I've been on this, this website mm-hmm. called Habit RPG, and it's designed to incentivize things you want to, like, change about yourself and things you want to make sure that you do every day and generate habits through, like, an open-source gamification interface. Okay. So you get, like, X... Is it like that, um, that chore thing? Yeah, it's like that. 
It's uh, very much that like that. I think that was Chore Wars. Yeah, where you get like XP for different household tasks. Right. Uh, it's like that, but it's about whatever you want it to be. Okay. Uh, so, for example, some of my my daily... So you have habits that are good or bad. So, for example, if I were a smoker, you know, I would deduct points every time I smoked a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, or give myself points every time I take the stairs versus taking off points every time I took the elevator. Whatever it is. Okay. Um, so, for example, for me, some of my daily habits are tend to seedlings... Um, Is that a euphemism for something? No, it's not. Uh, Spend 45 minutes reading every day. Is that a euphemism for something? Oh, it is. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a daily thing. This, this is uh, three times, three times a week. Uh, I devote half an hour to 20 questions Tuesday. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So, so what it is, it's, it's like a, 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 an accountability mechanism uh, because you have this little, you have this little avatar and you have little pets and mounts. And most importantly, you can join a party. Mm, okay. You can, you can form an adventuring party and you are welcome to join our adventuring party if you like. I'll do it. Um, except that I don't sweet. have any, well, no, I have a lot of things that I want to change, but I don't know if I want to do it this way. Uh, th- this is also now my primary to-do list application. Okay. So you join you join a party and then your party goes on quests to fight these monsters. Have you heard about there is a, a game? It's an RPG mm. for people who don't have any time to play an RPG. What is this? And it is a combined role-playing game and alarm. So I I'm not entirely clear on how it works, but as far as I understand it, what you do is you set an alarm on your it's it's like a mobile thing so you set an alarm on your phone and then uh the this rpg just runs by itself oh okay so you you know you have a little guy and he goes around and he talks to people and he fights stuff and he walks around through this sort of surreal uh, fantasy world and you can just kind of check in with him every so often. What's this called? Okay, it's called Dreeps. What? D-R-E-E-P-S and it is described as an alarm playing game. The hell? Yeah. So I guess, oh no, no, I guess it's the inverse. It works as an alarm clock. Okay. And you are synced with your character. Okay. So it wakes you up, and when it wakes you up, your character wakes up, and then just goes and does stuff throughout the day, and you can check in. And then when you go to sleep, you set the alarm, and your character goes to sleep. And then he rests. I don't know. I'm not really sure what it is. It sounds weird. Wait, did you? The art did is you, very nice. Did you do this? Have you started playing this game yet? No, I just saw a thing about it. It's very strange. Yep. But it's an alarm clock that's also an RPG, but you don't play it. Oh, he's a cute little robot boy. Yeah, it's like a robot boy. Beep boop boop beep boop 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 beep boop beep boop 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 beep boop beep beep completely uncustomizable white golden-haired blue-eyed robot boy 
Beep a doop, beep bop. Aryan beep bop. He looks just like you. Beep boop. Master race. David. David. Are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? Brother, I was born ready to play 20 Questions Holy Tuesday. Holy shit. I came out of the We're womb doing and I was it. screaming like, mm, 20 Questions Tuesday. You could talk as soon as you came out of the womb? I was a fast learner. You are a fucking prodigy. Yeah. Holy shit, you should be studied by science. Yeah. Why aren't you in a lab right now being prodded with machines? Because I'm hiding from the government. Wow, you should really not be on a podcast. Nah, it's all good. Advertising details about your life nah. on a weekly basis. Nah, they'll never find me. All right, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. What up, NSA? What up? We know you're listening. They're our biggest fans. It's true. Let's go over the rules. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game. And we all get to live for another week. Rule number five. You can't take it with you. Any attempts to take it with you will result in beatings. Are you ready? I am ready. You may ask your first question. Is it organic? Yes. Is it alive? Yes. Is it an animal? Mm-hmm. Sure is. Is it a human being? Nope. Uh, is it real? Uh, yeah, it's real. Okay. Is it? A it's a real animal. Is it alive today? Yes. Is it a mammal? Yes. Is it cute? Hmm. For a given value of cute, I think it's subjective. Okay. But I'm sure some people find it cute. But it's not ugly. I'm sure some people find it ugly, too. Like, okay, uh, is, it, is a warthog cute or is a warthog ugly? I think a warthog is objectively ugly. Okay. So this is, is more cute than a warthog. It's cuter than a warthog. That's our new, that should be our new... Cuter uh, than a warthog? Bigger than a bread okay. box, cuter than a warthog. Done. Is it bigger than a bread box? Yes. Is it bigger than a car? No. Is it bigger than a dog? Yeah. Well, depending on the size of dog, but it's bigger than the vast majority of dogs. Is it bigger than, like, uh, a golden retriever? Definitely. Is it bigger than a Bernese mountain dog? Yeah, I think so. Is it bigger than a Great Dane? I think a very large Great Dane might be about the same size. So it's bigger than a dog, but smaller than a horse? Yeah, it's probably about horse size. Probably about horse size. So it probably weighs around, I don't know, what, a thousand pounds? I don't know what this thing weighs. All right, all right, all right. Is it carnivorous? How much do horses weigh? Uh, like... How many hands does a horse weigh? That's how you measure horses, what, right? What, like 800 to 1,200 pounds for a horse? I have literally no idea what a horse weighs. Um, that's my guess. How much does a horse I don't even have a guess. Weigh? Uh, horses weigh, on average, uh, 500 kilograms, but 1,100 pounds. Okay, so that was a good guess. Sweet. Uh, maybe it weighs the same as a horse. I don't know. Do you want me to find out? Is it a horse? Of course. Oh. No. Oh. Is it horse-like? Hmm. In certain ways. Is it a gazelle? No. A zebra? No. A donkey? No. An African wild ass? No. Uh, is it domesticated? Yes, certainly. It's a domesticated animal. That's probably... <sighs> That's probably mostly what it shares with a horse, that it's a domesticated animal. Uh, does it 
Is it an ungulate? Yes. It's an ungulate. Is it a cow? Nope. Is it a deer? Nope. Is it a moose? Nope. Is it a giraffe? A giraffe? Wait, have I talked about the giraffe that I found on the street? Uh, not on the podcast. <laughs> I found a giraffe on the street. I want, I've been meaning to ask you about that. I saw that on your on your birthday. What? What? All right, so. Uh, it's my birthday. I'm with my girlfriend on the way home, and we walk by, uh, you know, like a bunch of trash on the street. Um, that somebody has put out for garbage collection. Sure. And I don't know about your neighborhood. In my neighborhood, people put out good shit on the curb. Sure. Because I guess they get sick of it or it, like, breaks a little bit and they're like, fuck this. Uh, I'm highly resistant to throwing out things that are still useful. Sure. Even if they're kind of crapped up. So we're walking down the street and... I do a double take at this collection of trash. It's night, it's dark, you can't quite see it, but I do a double take because in and among that trash is a, I would say, six and a half foot tall sculpture of a giraffe. Yep. Like a big wooden giraffe. (laughs) And I'm like, Jenny, my girlfriend, we have to take this. We need this giraffe. And you know when you do that, you know who you sound like? Who do I sound like? Can you just yell, it's a jackal. It's a jackal. Yeah, you sound like Mike Birbiglia. Oh, of course. Abby, there's a jackal in the room. Sorry, carry on. So I'm like, we need this giraffe. It's it's perfect. The uh, Okay, it was missing part of its nose. I mean, I <laughs> was missing, still is missing. I'm looking at it right now. It's across the room. Because we took it, and we brought it to the bar that we were going to. (laughs) And they have like a a little coat, uh, a little coat check area on the front. Mm -hmm. We say to the people in the coat check, we're like, can we leave this giraffe here? (laughs) And everybody's like, this is an awesome giraffe. And I'm like, I know, it was on the street. So then I, I brought it home. It's in my apartment now just a giraffe. I got a giraffe sculpture. That's fantastic. It's a very nice giraffe sculpture. I'll, uh, so, I'll put a picture of it online. Is it that giraffe sculpture? Check the Facebook. Uh, no. No, okay. it isn't that giraffe sculpture or any other giraffe. So it's a domesticated ungulate. Yeah, giraffes aren't domesticated. No, that's true. That'd be sweet if they were. You could ride around on your giraffe all the places. Yeah. They, you know they fight by smacking their necks together. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Male giraffes, <laughs> when they get into, like, a display fight yeah. during mating season, the way that they fight each other is they take those big, long, muscular necks and they just whack them into each other until <laughs> oh, one God. of them gives up. That's horrible. Yep. <sighs> other giraffe facts. Uh, all mammals, including giraffes and humans, have the same number of neck vertebrae. So crazy. Yeah, so that long giraffe neck, that has the same number of vertebrae in it as your neck. They're just really long-ass vertebrae. Anyway, that's uh, it for this edition of Giraffe Facts. Giraffe Facts! Bop, 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 bop. So it's not a giraffe. Is it a camel? No, you're getting close. Mm. Is it in the Camelidae family? 
I believe so. Let me check. Is it a llama? Yes. Ah! It is a llama. Which is, in fact, in the Camillidae family. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is a llama. And it's not... Llama, llama, llama. It's not a special kind of llama like uh, like an apaca. Nope. Just a regular old domestic llama. Well, uh, not one domestic llama. It's not a guanaco. I don't know what that is. It's not a vicuña. No. Okay. It is not. Just a regular llama. Re- just regular type. You know, like llamas. Yeah. When when we were in um, when we were in Patagonia a couple of years ago, there was uh, you llamaed some llamas. No, we saw some wild guanacos. They're okay. they're these wild they're these wild camelids. Uh, and they're very small and they're very cute, uh, and they they bounce about. That sounds adorbs. They're really cute. So it's a llama. Does this have to do with those friggin' escaped llamas from Sun City that were running around the internet last month? No, it has nothing to do Thank with that whatsoever. God. Okay. Uh, those were cute though. Those were pretty cute llamas. Um, they were acceptable. Is 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 this, is this one llama? No. Is it many llamas? It is many llamas. Um, is it more than ten llamas? Is it more than ten llamas? Um, this is complicated. It starts out as a fairly small number of llamas. I don't have a specific number in mind, uh, but let's say uh, it starts out as uh, more than ten llamas. And then escalates to an even larger number of llamas. David, is this a llama flash mob? No. Okay. No. Are these llamas in the Andes? Are they in a llama-specific location? No, they are definitely not. Are these llamas on the planet Earth? Nope. Are they space llamas? Oh my goodness, yes. Oh my god. Uh, are they space-faring llamas? Yeah. So they're, they're lo- there's no humans involved here at all. Oh, there's definitely humans involved. But the humans and the llamas aren't on the same spacecraft. No, the humans and llamas are not on the same spacecraft. So these llamas... For for reasons which uh, you'll need to figure out. Sure. These llamas, are they... So they're sentient llamas that have llama-specific spaceships. Uh, yeah, kind of llama-specific spaceships. Hmm. Are they piloting a human spaceship with their llama bodies? I think probably, uh, though it would be designed for llamas. Okay. But it's it's arguably a human spaceship, at least initially. Have they escaped from Earth? Uh, I wouldn't say escaped. Escaped isn't really the right terminology. So it's not it's not a it's not a jailbreak from the famed Pakistani. Llama penal colony in Islamabad. Boo. That's where they answer the question. Islamabad? Boo. They ask the questions of the inmates every morning. They just come up with a riding crop and they say, Islamabad! And then the llama says, No, no, I'm innocent! But secretly the llamas are are planning an escape. David, have you read Bitch Planet? Have I read what now? Bitch Planet! Nope, what's that? It's an indie comic uh, about a terrifying patriarchal society where all women who are rebellious or have bodies that do not uh, that do not ascribe to the 
the the exact norms of the society or engage mm -hmm. in any kind of subversive behavior are sent to this penal colony on another planet. Wow. Which is which they call Bitch Planet. AKA MRA Fantasyland. Uh no, cuz what it is it's like Orange is the New Black in space. Well, I mean the earth where oh, they get sent yes. away to the earth, planet. The earth where they get sent away from is like the patriarchy has won and has won completely. Well, you're saying it like the patriarchy hasn't already. No, I mean more so than now. Like anyone who espouses any kind of like feminist philosophy, off to the penal colony. That that blows. Is it a good comic? It's super badass. Okay, I should read this. It's about like like a, a really kick-ass prison gang <laughs> on this penal colony. And at the end of each issue, they have uh, another, a different essay each time by a different pop feminist. Cool. Yeah, it's really neat. That sounds really neat. I, my friend Ellie let me borrow some of her issues. It was super cool. Nice. I'll have to add that to the list. Anyway, there's no llama penal colony. Though, um, you know, that's not like... Mm, now, if I said it was similar to the scenario, it would mislead you, but there's some elements in common. Is this a grim, dark future? Uh, eh, depends on how you feel about llamas. <laughs> if I were a llama, would this be a grim, dark future? No, not for llamas. Oh, but for humans? Well, it might initially be for llamas, but it's definitely grim, dark for humans. In uh, the end. Oh, no. Like, there's a starting scenario and an ending scenario here. Okay, so in the beginning, human culture is much as it is now, and we yes. herd and shave llamas and alpacas for their wool. Mm-hmm. In the grim, dark future, there is only war. Yes? Well, for a little while. And then the llamas and alpacas subjugate and shave the humans for their wool. Yeah, yeah, we can say that happens. Okay, so there's a, there's a. I camelid. wasn't thinking of the wool part, but it's it's a natural uh, extension of the scenario. The, the in which the llamas subjugate the humans. Okay. Um. So, does this scenario take place in a particular point during the Great Llama Rebellion? Uh, y uh, yes. Again, there's a there's a starting point. And then I would say the uh, the rebellion. It's not exactly a rebellion. Uh, the but that occurs as the kind of end point of the scenario. What occurs at the end point of the scenario? The 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 llamas conquering humans. And it all has to do with this growing movement that is on this one spaceship. Uh, not on the spaceship. So it would be helpful for you to figure out where this spaceship uh, comes from, where it's going, and what the llamas on the spaceship do. Are the llamas on the spaceship space pirates? No, they're definitely not. Are they rebel fighters? No. Are they scientists? That's probably closest, but uh, no, not scientists. Okay, are they in the solar system? Yes. Are they coming from a non-Earth planet? Uh, at the beginning or the end of the scenario? At the beginning, are they coming from Earth? Yes. At the end, are they coming from a non-Earth planet? Yes. Is that non-Earth planet Mars? 
Yes. Are the llamas, when they are initially sent to Mars, mm-hmm. are they sentient? No, not when they're sent to Mars. They're regular llamas. So they're not sent to Mars alone, are they? Oh, they're sent to Mars alone. Oh, aren't there? Are there human? Is this in a future where there's a Martian colony? Uh, not yet. So they're just sending llamas to die on Mars for no reason. Well, there there is a reason. Oh, they're terraforming Mars. No. They want to start llama ranches on Mars. <laughs> no. They need to um, amend the soil by fertilizing it with the corpses of 10,000 llamas. (laughs) No, you're thinking way too complicated. Like, uh, they're sending... Well, first of all, who's sending llamas? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, The Argentine government. The Peruvian government. No. NASA. Yes. NASA. Yes. Um. The... uh, (laughs) NALSA. The National Aeronautics and Llama Space Administration. No, NASA. It's the uh, the Bahamian Space Agency. The what? From the Bahamas. Oh, okay, sure. The Llamas from the Bahamas Space Agency. Um, Boo. Is it, are they sending all so these NASA llamas? So NASA is sending llamas. What? Are they, is NASA sending llamas to Mars because Mars gets cold at night and they're trying to make an artificial atmosphere out of llama wool? No, they're not sending the llamas because they're llamas. They're sending them for another reason. Instead of Leica, instead of dogs, they're using llamas to test viability of yes, exactly. long-term survivability in space? Yep. Are they even supposed to reach Mars? I mean, ideally, yeah. But they're not they're not they're not supposed to come back. No, they're definitely not supposed to so come back. So instead of sending a manned mission to Mars, Yes. NASA sends an exploratory spaceship full of llamas. An Precisely. unmanned but llamaed spaceship. Yes. To the red planet. Yep. But against all odds, those llamas develop sentience. Yep, exactly. Build a Martian colony. Mm-hmm. Breed for many generations. Yes. Terraform the planet. Sure, why not? And after, I don't know, ten generations build a war fleet and return to Earth to subjugate human beings. Precisely. (laughs) That, my friend, is exactly what I was thinking of. Well, good. I am pleased. Let's go over to the Lamatorium and see how you did. (laughs) You'll notice I've retrofitted it, the uh, the Scoratorium this week. That's very nice. Uh, Yes, with... uh, uh, a number of uh, llamas who are now powering it by a treadmill. Okay. Can I touch it? There they go. Oh, yeah, you can pet the llamas. They spit, though. Ah! Yeah. You can just kind of, you know, uh, wipe that off. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. How'd I do? You got that 20 questions Tuesday challenge in 12 questions. Oh, my goodness. So good. I think you did pretty well. Thanks, man. I'm I'm staggered by how I thought that I thought it was gonna take me forever to get that, but somehow I just I just managed to like zoom in on your brainwave. Yep. I knew you would. <laughs> I, I had faith in you. Hey, what do you call it when a camelid takes a copy of an Arthur C. Clarke book 
and throws it against your doorbell and then runs away. Uh. God, wow. Um, I'm totally stumped. Rama Lama Ding Dong Dash. And that's how you play 20 Questions Tuesday. If you like the show, please rate or review us on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store and leave us some stars. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday and follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by the late, great Billy Muir, licensed through arrangement with his estate. Check out the music of his extremely talented granddaughter, Emily, at emilymuir.com. You can buy her most recent album, Odyssey, at her Bandcamp page, emilymuir.bandcamp.com. That's Muir as in M-U-R-E. Up next, stay tuned for The Mod Couple, the show about a video game hacker and a 1960s hipster who have to learn to live together. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. Good night.